Last week we were talking about the suffering church, the precious church, the persecuted church, the church of Smyrna. I want to pick it from there because I didn't finish last week. So Genesis, sorry, Revelations. <laughs> Revelations chapter 2. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Revelation chapter 2. Permit me to indulge myself in reading from the verse 1, even though I'm going to verse 10 and 11. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things say, He who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested, tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Verse 6, but this you have that you, ha you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I, al I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear, <coughs> excuse me, let, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to each from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Verse 8, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, these things say the first and the last, he who was dead and came to life. If Sorry, I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but they are synagogue of Satan. Do not fear, do not fear any of these things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. So I spoke about Smyrna and how Smyrna means, um, the Greek word for Smyrna actually comes from the word mer, and we get mer through crushing. Mer, sorry, we get the, the sweet fragrance of mer through crushing the mer. So it tells you that the church of Samaria, a crash, church that is coming under crushing, but the more we are crushed, the more the fragrance of Christ um, oozes of, out of our else is produced out of us. So it's a church going through suffering and a church going through pain, and God didn't stop the pain. He didn't stop the suffering. He didn't stop the crushing. The early church, <coughs> the first church, the church of Ephesus, the church of Ephesus is known to be the church which had everything together but lost the love. They were, they were running low on love. Then the church of Smyrna is known as the church that suffered, that came under pressure and persecution. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Jesus writes a letter to this suffering church, and he didn't say, I'm about to take away the suffering. But he actually tells them, you are, don't be afraid of the things you are about to suffer. Very interesting. Let's look at verse 9 again. Verse 9 says that, I know your works, your tribulation, your poverty. So I know, I know you are going to tribulation. Tribulations are trials. 
okay? Difficult moments, difficult times. I know you are going through tribulations, and I know your tribulations. I know your trials. I know your sufferings. I know all that you are going through, and I know your poverty. As I explained last week and the week before, that they went through so much, they were so persecuted, they were so marginalized and possibly disenfranchised that they started losing their businesses. They started losing jobs because of their position for Christ. Smyrna was a, a very important city in ancient times, in Asia at that time. Very important city. And Smyrna was called the crown, used to be called the crown of Asia, the beauty of Asia. I mean, you haven't really enjoyed Asia. If you travel to Asia region, you have to go to Smyrna. Because if you haven't been to Smyrna, you haven't actually been to Asia. Because Smyrna was a very significant city. It was actually the center of medicine. That's where the pharma, pharma, uh, medical symbol, the pharmaceutical symbol, the snake, came from Smyrna. Because they had this, and they, they, they had, that, that place was full of idols and gods, different gods, demi-gods, different type of god and gods, and pantheism, many gods. They worshipped all kinds of things to the extent that um, one of the emperors, no, not actually, Roman emperors, as I said earlier, were considered gods. And so one of the governors those times in Smyrna actually built a temple dedicated to the Roman emperor. Because so, so you can imagine how significant the, the emperors would, would, would deem Smyrna because the, it was like the empire's city. That way, um, Windsor, yeah. you know, the, our, our, our queen would go to, Windsor is a special place for them. So it's like Smyrna was a special place, a special city as well for the emperor. So all the people in Smyrna were loyalists to the em emperor. If you want to, if you want to start a, re a rebellion, or you want to start some, if there's going to be some insurgents, it won't come from Smyrna. Because, you know, in, 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 in politics in the United Kingdom, there are certain areas that, you know, is a safe labor seat. Safe Tory seats. That place, don't bother. It's, it's labor. It's Tory. In the same way, in Smyrna, it is seriously a, 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 for the empire. Sorry, em, em, emperor. It's just, they, they're so, and the emperor is seen, the emperor, emperors were seen as gods. They had a temple dedicated to them. And the Christians were now coming up, rising, and they said, Jesus is Lord. And they will not say, the emperor or Caesar is Lord. That brought them under extreme attack. Because people will like you in the community. Because all the community, everybody in the community, practically, is the social mood. We just like our empire, em emperor. Emperor, we just like them. We, you, you can't touch the emperor. And then suddenly you are coming to say the emperor is not, or Jesus is Lord. No, you actually put yourself up for attack socially. You, you'll, be, you'll be marginalized. You'll be marginalized. You'll be discriminated against. You'll be hated because you are like public enemy number one. And so they were faced with this situation, political situation, because of their Christian stance. Faced with that. And guess what? Not only that, the Jewish community also hated them so badly. No community attacked the Christians, early Christians, and Jesus himself like the Jews, Jewish community. Wow. 
They attacked them so much. So they had these two extremes, and guess what? When they are in town, they, they were being killed. They were being persecuted. They were suffering. And it was so bad that they were living in the extreme side of suffering. And yet, when they come to church, that's the only place it was so exciting. So they had these two extremes. When they were in church, it was like nothing else, nothing else matters, nothing in this world. They, they just enjoyed church like some of us. I said some of us, I didn't say all of us. They, 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 they enjoyed church. They enjoyed the fellowship of the brethren because that is where they have solace. That's where they have meaning for life. That's where they had comfort. So they won't miss church for anything. But guess what? After church, they know they are now going. Sometimes you don't know who will come back to church. Because they will either be in prison or be, uh, be, be executed. Martyred. So you don't know who is coming back to church. Just like us, uh, when our soldiers were in Afghanistan, when they are going out on patrol, they were trained to know that it's likely you are not coming back. Psychologically, they were prepared. Where are some of the soldiers who went? Were you, were you not prepared? You didn't go out to Afghanistan. I need... <laughs> Sorry. He was only in the office. He went to Peckham. <laughs> Can we have all the ex-soldiers rise to your feet? Now, uh, Camo, please. Unless you have been to rise to your feet, unless you have been to Afghanistan or war front, if you have been to war front, come. Wow. See, we are enjoying our country because people are dying for us. That's why the Remembrance Day is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So buy poppy, okay? Yeah. Don't just say, uh, buy the poppy. You don't know what it is. They will tell you what poppy is. Buy <laughs> <laughs> He was looking at what? <laughs> it, it says it's a, it's a small dog. <laughs> Baby dog. So they did this for... And it, was it a worthy cause? It was. It's worthy to, to save a country or live for a country and protect a country. Yeah. And for, 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 king, for queen and country. Yeah. yeah. For queen and country. And God has called us now to do the same for him and the kingdom. Wow. 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 And most of us, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's like, no, 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 no. We just, thank you. We just come to church on Sunday and go. You want me to die for what? No. <laughs> but Bible says that, as a, uh, it said, suffer hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Second Timothy chapter two, verse three and four. It said, no man warring in this world entangles himself with civilian affairs, that he might please his enlisting officer. Do you see that? No. No one engaged in warfare. Go to verse 3. As a good soldier of Christ, he said, therefore, we must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So being a Christian is not like, being a, a Christian is not, it's actually you have been enlisted into an army. Christians are soldiers. Shall we say that together? Christians are soldiers. Say it again one more time, please. So being a Christian means you have been enlisted into an army. And he says that, therefore, endure hardship. Because if you are in an army, you must endure. You must be 
you must have good shock absorbers so you can endure it. Endure it. Endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Uh, I don't want to come to church again because when I was sick, they didn't, no one called me. Come on, come on, grow up. My birthday, no one sent me a message that happy birthday. Grow up. Join the K group and be known in the K group very well. Get involved in the K group. Get involved in a small group. Endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Then he goes on to say that for no one warring in this world, uh, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with, with affairs of this life. When you read, put, give, give me the King James. Affairs of this life. Okay, then it's NIV. I, I prefer the NIV. Give me the NIV. I'm sure that's what. All right. Civilian affairs. Gets involved in civilian. He wants to please his commanding officer. Who is our commanding officer? Those of you at the back there. Have I lost you? Who is our commanding officer? Jesus. Those at the back, can I hear you louder? Who is our commanding officer? Jesus. All of you, who is our commanding officer? Jesus. So your aim must be to please Jesus. As a good soldier of Christ. And so in those days when they were going out after church, they are not sure. They in Smyrna, they don't know who will come back. Because of the, please, can you excuse them? Don't join them like you are one of them. Stand some of them. They are not in their league. They have, they have, they have labored and, uh, for this. <laughs> but when someone watches the picture, sees the picture, I think they are also a soldier. That's why you are not a soldier. They are taking pictures like that. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what they were going through in the, in the, the church in Smyrna. It was risky to be a Christian in those days. Let alone a church leader. In those places, or northern Nigeria, when they are attacking, they are, they, their target is the church leaders. Yeah. Currently, northern Nigeria. Yeah. And in Afghanistan, in those places. So being a pastor is not fashionable. Not at all. For everyone to get, jump into suits and be walking, look important. No. Those days, no one, in fact, if your son comes to tell you I want to be a pastor, I say, God forbid. <laughs> because it's, it's a dangerous job. You will lose your, your life. Your children will become fatherless. So that's why Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3, I think verse 1, he who desires the office of a bishop has desired a good job. He is a faithful, if anyone desires the position of a bishop, because a bishop is an overseer, and they are the target. That's why normally the bishop's ceremonial attire is red, yeah. or burgundy, or purple. Catholics do purple, but Church of England had burgundy. It's stained, blood-stained shirt. So being a bishop means that you are putting yourself in uh, the fine line. That's why they wear the red. So normally, if I'm going to wear the clerical, I can, I can, I'm not supposed to be wearing the red unless I, you are a bishop. You know, so that, that is why. So I've just told you, anytime you see bishops, normally it's red. And anytime they are not wearing the red, they have to put a cross in their neck because they, are, they carry the cross. They are, they are symbol of death for the, the cause. That's what it, mean, it meant to be a bishop in those days. Now it's completely different. Please clap for our... So he said in the verse 9 again, 
I know your works, your tribulation, your poverty, and I know that I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews. They say they are Jews and are not. And what are they? Synagogue of Satan. Are there people who say they are Jews and are not? Yes, the Bible said it. But they are synagogue of Satan. And let me show you a text. So, in Romans chapter 2, verse 28, let's look at that. Romans 2, 28. Thank you, Jesus. Do you see that? Romans 2.28. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and the circumcision of a circumcision that is of the heart in the spirit, not the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Paul was writing to say, let's not make so much noise about this natural, natural, um, just um, Jew when it comes to the church. All right? Not when it comes to general um, humanity, because Jews are still Jews. But when it comes to the church, don't let anyone be, be bothering us. Uh, I'm, I'm Jew. I'm Jewish in the church. No, in the church, we, really, who, what matters is the one who is the Jew inwardly. You must be one inside. Look at the, uh, um, um, chapter 9, verse 7 and 8. Romans 9, 7 and 8. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 9, verse 7 and verse 8 talks about how no, they are Sorry, for they are not all of all Israel who are of Israel. Okay, sorry. They are not, I'm sorry, I'm reading something. I was starting from, I started from six, okay. But it, but verse six, but it is not that the word of God has taken no effect. For they are not all Israel who are Israel, nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac shall your seed uh, in Isaac shall your seed, your seed shall be called. That is, those who are of the children of the flesh are, uh, uh, these are the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of promise are counted as the seed. So the children of promise is talking about, look at verse 9, it's talking about those of faith. For this is the word of God, that at this time I'll, uh, I'll come to you and Abraham shall. So, Isaac is a seed, the child of promise. And so in Galatians, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 28, it says that we as Isaac, okay, talking about we Christians. Now, brethren, as Isaac was, sorry, now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. So we are the children of promise. But this, and you know what happened? The boy, the child, Ishmael, Ishmael, Hagar's son persecuted and troubled and 
and, and bullet Isaac. Mm. It's in your Bible. It says that the, 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 the child of the law, the child of the foreigner, persecuted the child of promise. Because Ishmael was born first before Isaac came. And he was also a legitimate child of Abraham. Biological child of Abraham. But Isaac was not just a biological child of Abraham. Isaac was a promised child. So the word of God to Abraham was not to Ishmael. Because God is a God of promise. He was not dealing with Ishmael. Even though Ishmael was his son, Ishmael had not got anything to do with the promise of God. Isaac was the child of promise. And in those days, the child of the born woman persecuted the child of promise. And it's the same in today. And so, when Jesus came, guess who the people who punished him most? Who troubled him most? Is the eldest of the people. Those in the, he, his, Much of his troubles came from the synagogue. Matthew chapter 12, verse 9 to 14. Look at it. Matthew 12, 9 to 14. From there, we'll go to Luke chapter 4. Then we'll go to John. Matthew, see, verse 9 said, Now, when... He had departed from there. He went into where? Where did he go? Most of the the problems of the early Christ and the early church came from the synagogue. So even in Smyrna, he said they call themselves Jews, but they are synagogue of Satan. Synagogue was supposed to be a place where the Jews go and worship the, 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 the true God. It was a place Jesus used to go to the synagogue. Paul went to the synagogue. The early church, they used to go to the synagogue because it was an okay place. But guess what? The synagogue became the center of Satan. Not that it has changed, but Satan now was using the synagogue more than God was using the synagogue. So that's why he said, synagogue of Satan. Look, Jesus went into their synagogue. Look at verse 10. Verse 10. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, is it lawful to heal on a Sabbath day that they might accuse him? Why did they ask the question? It's not, they, not because they, they were concerned about the man. They wanted to accuse Jesus. There are people in churches, there are people in town who are just wanting the pastor to say something. They are asking a question that they might accuse him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a scripture that said that they might catch him in the things he says. You are here to come and catch us in what we say, so you accuse us. May God punish the devil. Uh, now, <laughs> verse 11. Then he said to them, Then he said to them, What man is, is there amongst you who, had a, who has one sheep? And if it falls into a pit on a Sabbath, will not lay your hand on it. Lay, lay, will not lay hands on it, and hand on it, and lift it out. You say Sabbath, so your sheep has fallen. Only one sheep you have is fallen into there. You say, oh, it's Sabbath, so I can't remember, bring it out. See that they are, they are hypocrisy. Yeah. Then he said to them, what, what man, sorry, the next verse, verse 13. Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. He didn't just answer. He gave him an analogy and he answered them. Look at the next verse. We are going to verse 14. Then he, he said to them, so he said to, then he said to the man, stretch out your hand and he stretched out his hand and the man was made whole. Look at the verse 14. Then the Pharisees went out and plotted. Ah, who 
Remember the Pharisees, they were supposed to be the Jewish leaders, the religious leaders of the Jews. The religious leaders in the synagogue, then they went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. They might destroy who? Jesus. Jesus was God's agent on earth. But why? Why would someone want to destroy God's agent? Synagogue of Satan. Look at um, this is, look at Luke, Luke chapter 4. Chapter 4, uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 28 and 29. <laughs> if, ah, ah, Ivy, guess what I remembered? Somebody, some people say, <laughs> you like it. <laughs> some, some people say, I don't want to go to church. They are full of hypocrites. I thought church shouldn't be like this. I went to church and someone has offended me. You may think you are going to fellowship with good people, but you may find the bad side of some bad people. There are people like you in every church. I'm talking about potential husband snatchers. <laughs> Potential wife abusers. They are in the church. So don't say, I went to the church and I'm disappointed. No, 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 no. Don't be disappointed in church. Just know why you go to church. Jesus went to the synagogue and he preached his first sermon. After he met, the Holy Ghost came upon him. And he came out in power from the wilderness. He went and saw the face of God. And then he came. He went to his own hometown and he went to the synagogue as his custom was. According to Luke chapter 4 verse 16, as his custom was. And he read the scroll from verse 17 and 18. And after he read it, he told them the scripture is fulfilling your hearing. And then they were, they were, they said, but we know you. We know your father. I said, that's the problem. Because God uses man so much that sometimes if you are not spiritual, you will be distracted by the person's man. man humanity, yeah. the person's humanity, because God has, God has this interesting way of working, that he chooses to use human beings with humanity, yeah. and yet he puts divinity on them, yeah. and they carry divine assignment, but when you get so close, you just see human. So you get confused, but I thought this one, the way this very anointed, I didn't know he can also eat rice like this. <laughs> You were on the flight and you saw a great man of God. Maybe you saw Benny Hinn and you saw him snoring. Maybe he's asleep. Then suddenly you are disappointed. Oh, it's, come on. We are so man, so human, that your normal human tendencies and human, we, we, we are just, just, just so human. Just so human. So much. That's why Jesus said that a prophet is not without honor except in his own house. Because they see him so much, they find it difficult to accept that. No, you are a man of God. Some of you have got brothers who are pastors or sisters who are pastors. And you don't respect them. You don't respect them. And you have joined some other family members fighting them. And you don't understand why your problems are, are increasing. Because maybe this is the one God is using. Listen, to have a pastor in your family is a big reason for celebration. Yes, it's a big blessing. <laughs> big blessing. Big blessing. 
There are many families here. You don't have any minister in your family. You don't have any pastor in your family. You don't have any man of God in your family. It's a crisis. Believe God at least that one. You may have one. If you have two, wow, three, yeah, four, hooray. <laughs> Believe God for that. And some of you, somebody's mother came and was begging us, please don't, don't make my son a pastor. Oh. Meanwhile, he said, when I get back to him, I vow to God that this one will do your work. Yeah. He will do your work. Until social desires came in. He said, oh, my son shouldn't be a pastor now because he must have prosperity. My biggest breakthrough will be if when my daughters come and tell me, they, Pap, Daddy, we, I'm convinced I want to do God's work. That would be my biggest breakthrough. Amen. Not getting admission to Yale. Amen. Not getting admission to Harvard, Oxford. For what? For what? Is it not financial opportunity to give you? boost your earning power. But it doesn't change who you actually are and your destiny. It just... Schooling is just to help you get money. <laughs> That's why the course you read matters I pursue because it's... Some of us, you see no one is employing you because you had a bad course. You, 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 you go to university to go, to go and do dancing. Meanwhile, you two, you can't dance. You dance like a Maasai. <laughs> so, back to the text. Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 4, verse 28. What does it say? Please put it on the screen. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard him, and when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. Look at the next verse. And they rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which the city was built, and that they might throw him down the cliff. That's Jesus. John chapter 9, verse 22. In the synagogue, much of the problem of the early church came from the synagogue. So it became, instead of becoming a synagogue of worship, it became a synagogue of Satan. It became a synagogue of Satan. Verse 22. And his parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed he was the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. You want to say Jesus is Christ. They will throw you out of synagogue. And the synagogue was the social center. You can't do your naming. You can't do your anything. You can't do anything because that was the center of uh, mobilization and interaction. You want to confess Christ. The biggest problem of the early church, Christ and the early church, came from the synagogue. So that's why he said synagogue of Satan. How about the early church? John, uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. What does it say? Now, as they spoke these things, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, verse 2, 
being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and, and preached in Jesus uh, the resurrection from the dead. They were very worried that these guys were preaching. So they came and arrested them. John chapter 16, verse 2, verse 1 and 2. Jesus said, a time is coming. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that you should not be uh, made to stumble. Verse 2. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think they offer God service. Do you know who Jesus was writing this to? Christians. He was talking to his disciples that people will be killing you. The synagogue of worship will become a synagogue of Satan. Why is it synagogue of Satan? Because Satan is actually, they are promoting Satan's agenda. Now they have become where Satan actually, his headquarters, where he's operating from. He's comfortably entered the synagogue and he's operating from the synagogue. And Christians who are going for worship or going for gathering and they are being attacked in the synagogues. In, 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 in Acts chapter 5, verse 17, or verse 24, that, that is, it's all over. There so, so many references I can give you. In Acts chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, look at verse 17. And the high priest arose, and all those who were with the high priest, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation, verse 18, and they laid hands on the apostles and put them in, uh, put them in the common prison for preaching. They had to throw them into the prison. In Acts chapter um, six, downwards, and Acts chapter five. So many verses. I want to leave that and move on. They were so the synagogues became the center of attack for the against the Christians. So he says that I know you're suffering. So sometimes we have to be careful, church folks, ashes, church workers. Be careful you don't make a place of worship, place of fellowship, a synagogue of Satan. That people come and people who actually want to worship God and be honest, faithful to God and the body of Christ and the church and are suffering in your hands. Hmm. Hmm. Lord have mercy. All right. So, Jesus, back to Revelation chapter 2. He said to them that, verse 9, I know all that you are going through. I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and they are synagogue of Satan. Do not fear of the things which are about, you are about to suffer. Say suffer. suffer. Last week I spoke extensively about dying for Christ, suffering. Um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, 9, and verse 10. Let me show you something there quickly. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, 9, 10. I spoke about it last week. Yes, indeed, I, I, I also count all things lost for the excellency all right, for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Why does he count all things lost? The excellence. Excel- listen, listen. I know you have not heard something. He, he said knowing Christ is excellent. Uh, get it? I just want to know him. That's the, the, the best thing that can happen to me. It's the excellent thing. It's, it surpasses, it passes, it's more than any, the worth of anything. The supreme preciousness of Christ. He said, I just want to know him. He says, anything I have gained, I count them lost. Why? For the excellency, excellence of knowing the knowledge of, of uh, uh, Christ Jesus, my Lord. Who, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish 
that I may I might gain Christ. I want, I want, so I don't care what I lose. I just want to gain Christ. Someone say, I want to gain Christ. I want to gain Christ. Say, oh, that I may gain more of him. Some of you are not saying it. If you don't want to gain him, don't say it. But if you want to gain, say, it. say, oh, that I may gain more of him. Oh, that I may gain more of him. Say, for the excellency of knowing him, for that I can gain him. I can gain. It's a gain. We count. We count pounds. But God counts crosses. We, we, we count gains. God counts our losses. What are you losing for Christ? That you may gain him. The things you are losing for Christ is what God counts. Not the things you are gaining in life. I know you've got a new job. I know you've got the best job. I know you've got the best house. Those are not the things God counts. He counts what have you lost for Christ. He's counting your losses. God is counting our losses, brothers and sisters. God counts losses. You count dollars or pounds. God counts crosses. You count gains. God counts losses. We determine our worth by the things and the things we gain and we have gained and stored, but God counts our scars. God counts our scars. Hallelujah. So he says that I may give. Look at verse 9. And be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through, the, through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. The next verse, watch it. That, that, three things. Three things, very important. That I may know him. You see, he says, I count them lost for the excellence of the knowledge of him. Now he said all this, and then he said, so that why have I lost all things? One, that I may know him. Two, what? And the power of his resurrection. So I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Sorry, it's not two, it's one. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Yeah, that's it. I know him and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship, uh, the fellowship of, the, of his suffering, being made conformable or being conformed to his death. Revelation chapter 2. The guy even doesn't want to put it. <laughs> Do not fear of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. Okay, tested, tested. God has to test you. God has to test you before he promotes you. That you may be tested. And you will, be, yeah, you will have tribulation 10 days. Why 10 days? And I told you, I'll tell you. Why 10 days? Yes. 10 days is very short. 10 days is fine. If you're going to do some big, serious deals for some money, and they say the judgment will be 10 days, you don't mind. You get the money. 10 days, you'll be okay. But 10 years is a serious one. 10 days. 10 days is, is very figurative, and even though it's short, 10 is the number of completion when it comes to God. Stop sleeping. When it comes to God, it's the number of completion. <laughs> After playing the drum for us to dance, don't sleep. <laughs> it's the number of completion. Say number of completion. Number of completion. That's why we have Ten Commandments. Is that the complete set of God's legal uh, demands, moral demands. Complete. You won't have anything more than that. So it's complete. Ten, ten days. Ten commandments. 
So when Rebecca was about to be taken to her husband, um, Isaac, yeah. after they went to do all the necessary rites, yeah. the brother said, you know, don't take her. Genesis chapter 24, verse 55. He said, let her spend 10 days. But her, but her brother and her mother said, let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least 10. After that, she may go. She's going away. But we need some... Com- 10 in the Bible is a sign, is a number of completion. The number of completion. 10 days. In, in um, Jeremiah chapter 42, verse 7. Jeremiah chapter 42, verse 7. It happened after 10 days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. 10 days, a, complete, a completion of a, a certain cycle or something. Complete. So in 10 days, Daniel and his friends, Daniel chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. You remember? He says that, no, you don't give us food. The normal food that is dedicated to idols, don't give it to us. Give us just herbs. And give us, please, test your servants for 10 days and let them be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Go to the next verse. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's, meat, uh, the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. Verse 14. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. 10 days. Complete, it's a cycle, must be completed. So he said, fear not, for some of you are about to be thrown into prison for 10 days. That you may be tested. That you may be tested. And this will happen for 10 days. 10 days. It must be complete. There must be a completion of God's process in your life. It's a process. So in other words, something must be, pro- must be completed. Don't be in a haste to... Thank you, sir. Don't be in a haste to terminate the program. I know you want to move on quickly. You want to be a medical doctor and from childhood you have always been an astounding student. You are so brilliant. So your medical course, they should do it two days, eh, two months for you. A crash course. (laughs) No, you have to complete the process. Complete the process. Okay, I know some of you are sleeping. Can I wake you up as I finish? Lady, you haven't known the guy long enough. (laughs) Tell him 10 days, 10 days, 10 days, 10 days. You haven't known. (laughs) Thank you, Kobe. It's just seven days now. (laughs) Brother, you haven't known her long enough to commit to marry her. It's just three days now. You just met her last week at the, at the party. And already you have checked into a hotel. Oh, no, come on. Come on. Sometimes I ask the ladies who are in courtship. How long have you known him? You have started relating. How long? And I normally advise young ladies when they are entering into a relationship with a man in church, decent ones. Decent relationship. So what you start is, you keep talking sometimes, maybe 30 minutes for the first two days. 
don't do five hours straight on the first day. Ah. <laughs> within two days, within, within one week, he got to know you. He, you have already visited him in his house. You sat there till 3 a.m. He has already played with your kneecaps. All kinds of jobs have come in already. Somebody scream, 10 days. Let the process, let the cycle be completed. Let the cycle be completed. So normally we tell people that at least Know somebody at least for six months before you say, I'm going to marry the person. No, don't somebody. Know somebody. Some of you are not happy at all. I will, I will say it more. Tighten the process, lady. Already, he has seen your knickers after two weeks. What is knickers? Is it not shorts? Oh, it's the same. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> ah! Don't let a man see you in a certain way. If it's not yet 10 days. <laughs> Never! Never! He said, Oh, I think this summer is hot. Let's go to the beach. You know what he's trying to see. And he's going to order some fanciful swimwear for you. Don't wear it. Wear mumu dress, Maxi. <laughs> Let's go to the beach. <laughs> Someone scream, 10 days! No, 10 days is, is, is important. And most of the time, it's the ladies who suffer. If you cut the days short, if, yeah, I know there are seven days in a week, but please, we need 10 days to complete the cycle. I tell some of the ladies that you are now trying, he's getting to know you. It's just, he hasn't even said anything. Tell him after 10 p.m. I don't talk to men. Because why is he trying to make himself special when he hasn't even committed anything to you? He hasn't said anything. He's just playing with your heart. He wants to feel. He wants you to feel. He wants to, you to feel desperate for him. With men, some men like that so much for them to like the woman likes me. The woman like. It's all, you, are, you are not a strong man. You just want women to like you. That's why you are you are dangling her like that. You are holding like a, a meat in front of a cat, and you are you are, you are, you are no. Sister, behave like you haven't seen him. your high heels and let him know that there's a woman passing. Let him know that he will speak the truth. <laughs> I told you awake, you are usually awake. <laughs> but when I was talking about suffering, you are quiet. Chewing, eating sugar. <laughs> if you don't understand it, come later, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> yes. 
It's important. Ten days. Tell somebody. Ten days. Ten days. Is it a good policy? It's a good policy. I said, is it a good policy? It's a good policy. Is it not amazing? It's amazing. Is it not fantastic? Fantastic. Is it not wonderful? What a shock. <laughs> hey! Somebody scream, 10 days. It looks like you will prefer the message title 10 days today. But the 10 days is not about laughter. <laughs> you will suffer for 10 days, be in prison for 10 days. Endure. Yeah. Don't cut short the process. Ah. Endure. Wow. Some of you remember they told Lazarus and the rich man, mm. Father Abraham told the rich man, listen, in your days, you enjoyed all these things, and Lazarus is now also having some rest. Yeah. Now, some of you, the amount of things you have enjoyed in the world, mm. amount of stuff you have done. Wow. Including jobs and cats. Amount, amount of screaming, biting, shouting, banging, scratching, biting, yes. Biting, you have done drinking. Now you have just arrived in church. It's okay when you see people walking down the aisle and enjoying their marriage. Take your time. Recover before you jump into the deep end of relationship again. Ten days. Ten. The amount of nightclubs you've gone to. And the, amount of, the number of men who have rubbed your shoulders, hugged you, held you. Now you don't have a man. No, 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 don't worry. Let the 10 days finish so that we can detox you of all kinds of worldly men before a godly man starts his process. A brother came to me and said, I'm struggling now because when he was in the world, he was free. Oh. But I said, I'm struggling. Pastor, what's your... I said, Just 10 days. <laughs> Somebody scream, 10 days. 10 days. I said, scream, 10 days. That's a prescription. Why 10 days? Because we have 10 commandments. I, I, need, to, I need to run. I need to run. Let's finish the text. Thank you for putting on the screen for me. That you may be tested and be faithful unto death. Uh, be, be tested and have to relation for 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. In the Bible, in the New Testament, you always come across crown. Anytime you see the word crown, it's not talking about just normal crown you are wearing. It's talking about rewards. God will never leave you or forsake you. He'll reward you. So after the 10 days, there's a reward coming. He will marry you. Never let a man know you in a way that only a wife should be known that way. He hasn't paid the price for you to be a wife. Why is he knowing you that way? He's a cheat. He's a thief. And if he really loves you, he won't go there. Oh, why? Have I lost some of you? 
Yes. He hasn't paid any bright price. That's why anytime you mention marriage, you say, oh, you know, don't worry. You know I love you. Excuse me. Do not allow any man to enjoy what husbands enjoy from you when he's not your husband. Listen. How dare him tell you, come and visit me and let's have shower together. And you two, you have changed your taking overnight clothes and you are going so you can have shower together. Scream 10 days. He said, be faithful to the end and I will give you the crown of life. James 1.12. Count it on. When you go through time, uh, the, the temptations, James 1.12 says, blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been proved, he will receive what? A crown of life. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Verse 7 says that I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Therefore, verse, verse 8, finally, there is laid out for me, what? A crown of righteousness. Shout the crown. Shout the crown. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 11, he says that hold fast that which you have, that no man takes away your crown. A crown. There is always a crown waiting for somebody. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25, Paul said they do all this thing to obtain a perishable crown. When they go for the Olympic race and all that, what they get in those days, it wasn't medals. It was crowns they used to get. Crowns they, and they said all these crowns are perishable. It's not enduring. It's not forever. But we do to get an imperishable crown. We, there is a crown waiting for somebody. I said there is a crown waiting for somebody. There is a reward waiting Waiting for somebody. Yeah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And in First Peter, First Peter chapter 5, verse 4, it talks about if you do God's work well, when he appears, you receive, hallelujah, you will receive a crown of glory. He's coming. He's coming with his crowns. He's coming. He says that 10 days persecution. Ten days imprisonment does not compare to a crown of glory, a crown of life, a, a lifetime crown, eternal crown. He said, when I come, you receive a crown of life. Remember, Smyrna is a city called the crown of Asia. Wow. But he said he will give you the crown of the true crown of life. And the, I told you the Pagos, Pagos, the mountain, there's a mountain in, there was a mountain in Smyrna. And it had temples at the summit. Wow. They built temples on it. So when you look from afar, it looks like a head wearing crown. That's why it was called a crown. And the crown was made up of false temples, temples to false gods. But God said, don't let them intimidate you. They will throw you out of the synagogue. They will, be, they will put you through all these things. But if you shall endure to the end, he who overcomes, if you shall endure, I will give you a crown, the actual crown, the a crown of life. These are all crowns of design, crowns of men. But crown, don't you want to be crowned in life? Yes. That your life, you have received the crown. What is the most important thing in life? You have got it. Crown of life. Then he finished by saying, he who endures. That's what the, he who has an ear, sorry, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. He who overcomes shall not be bent. Wow. 
shall, shall, shall not be hurt by the second death. You will be hurt. Amen. You can't be hurt Amen. as you live for Jesus. Amen. I pray for you. Thank you Lord. That God will help us all yes. to be faithful unto death. Amen. God will empower us Amen. to be loyal, Amen. to be faithful. He said, be that faithful to the end, faithful unto death. Who, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and became obedient unto death. I pray that your heavens will be open. I pray for you. Please, let's all rise to our feet. I want you to pray. You want to pray that God, help me go through the 10 days process. Help me go through this 10 days process. Begin to pray right now. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Just a short prayer. Just a short prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Pray that Lord help me. Lord help me. Lord help me. Lord help me. Lord help me go through the 10 days process. Help me that I will desire more of you. The excellency of Christ. The excellence that for the knowledge of knowing you. The excellence of Christ. Lord help me. 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 Raka ba 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 shatakaya. Raba ba 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 shaka ba 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 shaka tara ba ba ba. Yadela ba 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 shaka ba 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 ba. Lord, help me, help me to live the life. Help me to do live the life of faithfulness, life of obedience, life of loyalty. Father, we thank you. We give you praise for this afternoon. Thank you that because of knowing you, the excellence of knowing you, Lord, and the power of your resurrection will empower us to share in the fellowship of your suffering, being made conformable unto death. Father, thank you for such an opportunity. Thank you for such privilege. We give you praise. Help us to be faithful unto death. Help us to be, to be able to withstand temptation victoriously. Amen. So that the church can multiply gloriously. Amen. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.